to intro that show about a talking car. Isn't David Hasselhoff the guy? Yep. And Kit. David Hasselhoff. What an extraordinary actor. Uh, go ahead, shoot us our um, uh, your, your ideas for theme songs. I don't care. TV theme songs. TV theme songs that make sense for the Broncos or just theme songs in general. We're having a blast with it. First advantage text line 888-530-0043. The Stefan Diggs thing, Angel... Is kind of weird to me. So he went out and tweeted after all the frust. Everyone's talking about it, right? Everyone's talking about how he just left. He just walked out. And then he had to come back. A practice squad player came and brought him back in. Duke Johnson. And then he still left shortly after that. So he basically tweeted out this. Want me to be okay with losing? Nah. Want me to be okay with our level of play when it's not up to standard? Nah. You want us to be okay with your lack of leadership. That's the thing. You, They all lose. Everyone's going to lose except for one team this year. How do you respond? How do you handle defeat? Can tell a lot about a person more by how they handle defeat than how they handle victory. I was just thinking about this, man. Like, he tweets this out. That people aren't mad that you're not okay with losing. They're mad that you stormed out. You walked out on your team. You didn't even want to sit down for the uh, end-of-game talk. I get that you're mad. You're all frustrated, but clear difference between what Diggs did and Trevor Lawrence did. Do you think with Stefan a couple of years ago standing out on the field while the Chiefs were celebrating their win and that you know that iconic picture of him just standing by himself, do you think that created an image of him for us fans? that we expect greatness like we all expected you to get back to that point because you made it you made it a point that I'm going to stand out in the field so all these people can take a picture of me standing on the field after we lost a game yeah and now you're being seen on the field yelling at your quarterback yelling at your quarterback and then Stefan's leaving before he can before he can even get his shoulder pads off he's running out the door it's not that we're okay with losing man it's not that we're okay with you not being okay with losing. We're okay with you not being a good loser. Well, he's already shown how he takes losses. Yeah. I'm going to stand on the field and get angry about it. Yep. When it's good, when things are good, it's good. They're clicking and they're amazing. He and Josh Allen have a great combination. Um, but when things are bad, he's really bad. He's really upset. And how do you control this if you're the, the organization? Hey, even after losses, you got to get in, meet with your team. You you were kind of I don't know maybe this Buffalo Bills thing, maybe the window is kind of closing because now you got to wonder: Can Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen get it right? Are they good? Are they cool? Allen said, you know, in the post game, he's like, yeah, he just wants to win, and I got to find ways to get him the ball. <laughs> It's just interesting because they were the Bills were picked to be 
Super Bowl champs this year. Yep. Even in the preseason, even before the preseason started, they were the they were the favorites. And you go into next year, they're not going to be the favorites. No. You can't get yourself back up there unless you do it, but we're not we're not going to be expecting you to do it. No, I think like right now if I were to say who the before the NFC AFC championship games even happen, I think you're going to say the Chiefs. Probably the Chiefs would be the favorite. Um, maybe the Bengals. Would you throw the Eagles in there? I mean, in the order, would it go AFC team first? Yes. So Chiefs? Yep. Chiefs one, Bengals two, or Eagles two? Or Niners two? I would say Niners two. Niners two, regardless of what happens with the quarterback. And then is it Cincy over Buffalo? Yeah. Yep. And is it Philadelphia over Buffalo? Yep. So Buffalo is like fifth. Yeah, I think you didn't deliver. Everybody thought you were the team to beat, and, and for a lot of the season you were. And you were great in, in spurts, but now you got one of your leaders that's kind of crumbling before everybody. And again, just Diggs is tweeting it out. Like You're focused on the wrong problem. You're saying that people are mad because you're mad at losing? No, man, I want you to be miserable after losing. That's how it goes. But I also want you to be more like what, what we saw with Trevor Lawrence. And I get it. He's the quarterback and all that. But and now he's got back and forth beef with Eli Apple on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. One, two, three, Cancun. Mm-hmm. Or Cancun on three. Can- Cancun on, yeah, what was that from? The old, is that the old Lakers team when Kobe was hurt? Was yep. it the Lakers that did that? And they wanted out? Ugh. They wanted to be done with the season? Isn't that crazy that that happened? Texter, Eastside Chris. Playing Monopoly with Diggs or Trump would be eventful, and you win. What do you mean? Just like they would be mad because they lost? I feel like I feel like Trump would be very good at Monopoly. Yeah, I would imagine. It sounds like businesses and money can manage that fairly well. Not very good at Monopoly. Diggs, I, I don't know if he's is he a board game player. I don't, I don't know. A lot of people say Monopoly. Ew, that's an old person. I game. hate Monopoly. I love it. Oh, I don't like it. That's the best four hours you'll ever spend. Oh, man. Now, Clue, that's a good board game. I Once I learned how to play Clue, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot more. Oh, yeah. When I was little, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, I just put you in a room and I stabbed Mr. Burke. <laughs> and then I pulled this card out. Oh, that's it. Game over. It was Colonel Mustard. <laughs> I used to love the little pieces that would come with those mm-hmm. board, all the board games, all the little pieces. Oh, man. Can't have them anymore. You'll choke on them. Really? Yeah. A little thimble or whatever for no- Monopoly? Monopoly yep. Yeah. Thimble and the dog and the yeah. little money bag, that's, car. They're cool pieces. Very cool pieces. Um, yeah, I just I just didn't like the tweet. Didn't like the whole, oh, you guys are mad that I'm mad about losing? No. We're mad that you stormed off on your team, man. You didn't, you didn't talk to him. And you had to be to- told by a practice squad player to come back. First advance text line, 888-530-0043. So, Angel, this, this idea of Aaron Rodgers being traded, that's starting to pick up some steam, isn't it? Yeah, so uh, Ian Rappaport's been on the Pat McAfee show this week talking about Aaron Rodgers a little bit and what's the situation there. Uh, Yesterday, he said that the Packers would be up for a trade for Rodgers if it was the right package. Today, it came out that the Packers would only trade him to an AFC team. Hmm. Who would that be? Vegas? Colts. (sighs) Would Rodgers have also say? said that they like Jordan Love. They like what they have with him. Really? Wow. 
would would Rodgers have say in this trade? Because I'm not going to Indianapolis. No. If I get a choice. Vegas? Rodgers in Vegas? With Adams again? Ooh. Ooh. Devontae Adams maybe pushes for... You shipped off Derek Carr, who I came here for. Come bring my other guy back. Because Rodgers is cool, too. It's not that he chose... It's not that he chose the Raiders. It's not that he chose Carr over Rodgers. He chose the youth over Rodgers, I think. He chose, okay, I think Carr's going to be here longer. (laughs) That's kind of ironic. He chose Las Vegas because he's like, I don't really know what Rodgers is going to do with his career. He could retire, whatever. Derek Carr's there for a while. He's he's their franchise quarterback. Bye-bye. That would be interesting. Tom Brady or Rodgers? In Vegas? Or who are you taking? Ooh. Who you want? You got a good team, but you need the quarterback. You got your choice. Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Who both were I mean, kind of weird this year. They're off. both great, but off the field, they're they're weird. Rodgers oh, Rogers might be going drinking tea or herbs or whatever, and Brady is doing some new diet Drinking tea and herbs. Yeah. The something different. Kind, yeah. Organic ones. Right. Or he's on a date with some model. Well, Rodgers does that, too. <laughs> They're the same guy. Brady was asked about it again, you know, what he's going to do. He's like, if I knew, if I knew I'd effing do it, I'd do it. How do you get in contact with Brady in the offseason? Was it a recent It must have been a recent interview, or I don't know. Just knock on the door, Mr. Brady. Hey, what are you doing, man? We want to know. Daily Mail here. Those two guys, they're going to drag this. Both of them are going to drag it out. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be... Are, are, they they waiting, are they waiting for Sean Payton? Ooh, maybe waiting to see where Sean Payton goes. Tom Brady waiting to see what happens with Sean Payton. That's interesting. They wanted to be together, the Miami thing. They wanted to be there a while ago. And there were the... Um, the well, that's what Dolphins got in trouble for, wasn't it? Was talking to... Was it talking to Tom? Yeah, they invited Tom on a boat, mm. and he didn't know it was an actual meeting with Dolphins front office. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, well, that's kind of what they wanted originally. 16 minutes after the hour, let's take a quick break. Brendan Vote coming up next of DNVR Nuggets is our Nuggets insider. And uh, what's the state of the Nuggets right now? Um, who's playing? tonight honestly that's a big question too so we'll talk to brendan about that next it's the whole show powered by pdc energy on northern colorado's voice 103.1 1310 kfka no go home of the denver broncos hear games and news around the team on northern colorado's voice 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Hey, Nugget fans, this is Coach Bowen of the Denver Nuggets, and you're listening to the whole show on 1310 KFKA. You have a problem if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A team. Now, this should be the Broncos theme. We want this to be the Broncos theme song. Because it's like, ah, George or Greg Penner. George Payton. Here comes Sean Payton. 
No, we would love that to be the case. So, theme songs. What what theme song would fit the Denver Broncos at this point? Shoot us a text on the First Advantage text line, 888-530-0043. Or that could just be Brennan Vogt's new theme song, you know? I mean, he's kind of like an A-team kind of guy. Brennan Vogt, uh, our Nuggets insider with DNVR Nuggets. Brennan, my friend, always great to catch up with you. What's up, man? Good to be back on the show. Uh, we haven't talked lately, but the Nuggets... They're playing well, man. We've got plenty to talk about. No question about it. Um, Nuggets have been playing really well with or without Nikola Jokic. I know the other night against the Thunder, I mean, my goodness, how many, 16? Was it 16 missed free throws, Brendan? My goodness. It was 16 missed free throws in a two-point loss, and that is about as tough a pill to swallow, I think. I, I was so curious for the players and coaches, how do you, how do you discuss that after the game, yeah. right? You know you did what you needed to do to win, save for one thing. That's, I mean, what, do you work on free throws in practice? I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a yeah. tough one. But I'll tell you what, in some ways it was a good process loss. Sometimes winning streaks fall apart in spectacular fashion. So maybe they stay focused here as this show goes on the road. Yeah, I mean, you hear that a lot, right, Brendan? Um, you hear uh, maybe this team you know, needs to lose a game. Maybe it needs to see that they they can't just fall, fall asleep and win a game, whatever. Because, I mean, with or without Joker, this team has been ridiculous. That Pacers game certainly felt like this team could do no wrong. They're going to just keep dunking it and high-flying, doing all these crazy things. Maybe sometimes a loss like that where it's not like you were – just flat out awful. You just couldn't make free throws. Maybe sometimes you need that at this point in the season, right? Like they, in a lot of ways, they followed the blueprint to success that's gotten them off to that win streak. They just left so many free points on the board. But maybe that's a nice wake up call. That hey, we know how to win, but none of these wins are guaranteed. So let's go out and be our sharpest and best selves. Um, so I, I, you know, it's interesting acting coach David Adelman, and that does sound, by the way, like Michael Malone will be back and ready to coach tonight. He did make the trip. Acting head coach David Adelman uh, w- was saying that these guys are really locked in right now. And sometimes when you go on a win streak, it can be detrimental to process and focus. But he's encouraged by these guys being as communicative and dialed in on the game plan as they've been all year. Well, good news uh, to get Michael Malone back into the mix. What about uh, what about the Joker, Brendan? Can we expect him to play tonight? I don't know, man. I don't know. Still questionable. <laughs> didn't didn't hear or see much at shoot around. I'm not on the road, obviously, but just on the interwebs. And here's we'll go full conspiracy corner here on your show. Yes, haven't seen any digital like uh, social media posts, including the Joker, which to me is always like I think if he was gonna play, we'd probably have seen a tweet or two by now of an outfit or something. But, uh, you know, we, we haven't seen much. So I don't think he's going to play. Um, whether he does or doesn't, it really sounds like this is precautionary. And given that they're showing a little bit more ability to win without him this season, maybe that's just something they're that much more comfortable doing. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, if you can do it now, because you certainly don't want something to fester and get you know out of hand the next couple of weeks where it becomes a, a more of a serious situation for the Joker. Um, right, with hamstrings too, not to cut you off, but hamstrings are just so finicky yeah. that if he's feeling a little discomfort, there's just no reason to push that in January. So that's their, that's their perspective right now. 
Brandon, obviously, I know uh, I know Michael Porter Jr. has has some things to 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 be yeah. there for with his family and basketball and all that. But I, I have to ask. I mean, you know, what what does that look like? It, I can't even imagine, man. I mean, I would want to shut off and just be around my right. family for as long as I possibly can be. Um, terrible, terrible story. I mean, I, I, what what's what's the latest there? Is it could he be out for? Could he sit out for maybe a month or so? I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, right. You said look, not a ton of precedent, right? And everyone would be different in how they react to this. Sure. I think what we can say is it sure seems like, and I would definitely expect that this team has told him take all the time you need. You know, so I don't know about seeing him on the road. It's tough. He's it's you know it's not any of our right or bad to kind of speculate how he's feeling, but I think we can all do a lot of projection here. That would be tough for me. I'm sure it would be tough for you to come into work and stay focused every day. So, you know, it's look, it's about a lot more than basketball, what went down with his brother. But on the basketball side of things, yeah, I mean, if anyone were to lose focus, given given what's going on around them in that situation, it'd be hard to blame them. Well, and it's also one of those things too. Like you said, it's we have no right to, to 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 decide what's right for him. If he decides that playing basketball is what I need, then I, you know, I'm not going to be one of those guys either. It's it's it, you know, me personally, I can right. see myself just diving into my family and being there. Sure. But there's all there's a lot of stories, and and some of them turn out very positive where they really needed the game um, to keep their sanity too. So uh, whatever he decides to do, you just you just hope the best for the family. I, I just can't imagine, man. It's just sick. It just sucks. It, 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 it's, so, it's just a horrible, horrible situation. You know they're a close family. Um, obviously, thinking of the family of the victim, you know, as well. Yes. It's just, just a horrible situation all around. Only talking about it, you know, through the sports lens, since that's what you and I do for a living, right? But it is it's tough. He's been so focused, and he's done so many things right this year, and so much of what's asked of him. This is a real challenge. The real challenge to stay focused to a tightrope walk, right, of – that he's had to do his whole career of fitting into a role while being himself. And now he's got all this on his plate. You know, everyone reacts differently. We'll find out together, but just a horrible situation, like you said. No question about it. Brendan Vogt joining us from DNVR Nuggets. Brendan, I I, I don't want to get conspiracy theory either because we're already doing that. (laughs) But (laughs) is there something, is there a riff, is there a little something, tiny, tiny something between the Nuggets and Bones Highland? Or is everybody good, everybody's happy? Oh, I mean, I think, look, we've seen some version of of Bones being, I think, excessive in this way. Like, his frustration, he wears that on his sleeve. Um, I think specifically what you're asking about, a little unclear of him leaving the bench <laughs> yes. a little early in the fourth was, in fact, a medical issue or something else. Um, take David Adelman at his word for now. He said it was a medical thing. He wasn't at shoot-around today. I saw still questionable with um, the finger issue. So maybe that's all it was. But I do know this is a a guy who wears his emotions on his sleeve. He doesn't like playing poorly. He doesn't like being benched. You know, he's an emotional guy. How big is that rift? Uh, You know, who knows? How is it complicated by the fact that people like you and I are including his name, you know, as we approach trade deadline, you know, that that could all be a factor. Who knows? But this is, this is going to be part of the making of Bones Highland an emotional, passionate player who wears it all on his sleeve. How does he handle a rough patch here, and and what kind of player comes out of this? This is a a molding spot for a young man. 
Yeah, no question about it. It's it's it will be curious to see how he can handle it too. You know, and it just kind of got me thinking with with younger players. Michael Malone, you you answer this better than I could. You would know this better than me. Does Michael Malone, and I'm I'm saying this in a good way because I want coaches to coach hard. Does he push young players hard? And sometimes maybe those guys have a hard time dealing with that. And maybe that's why we we used to talk about Malone not playing rookies a lot. Although that's kind of changing the last couple of years. Is that something where Malone? pushes a little hard and some guys just can't take it right at first bull bull we, we, we hear him talking right, about sure. wishing that he you know could have would have played harder when he was in denver is that something i, I think so I, for better or worse like one way to view coaching in the nba right now is when you get a talented player on that rookie contract the the nation years the very start of their career that's your best bet at coaching and molding a player where right sometimes in today's NBA, a player is so beyond coaching, right? At a certain point in their career when they're a finished product, a made man in the NBA, um, who is Mike, does Michael Malone get to chew them out? No. He gets to do a little bit of coaching when they're rookies, though, and see how they respond. That approach you talked about, that's definitely his relationship with Jamal Murray, right? They talk every day. They challenge each other. He's hard on Jamal. Jamal responds to that. And so that's kind of what I was talking about with the molding of Bones Highland here, like who is he going to be as a pro? We know how talented he is. We know what he can provide when things are going well. It gets hard at the hardest level. You are challenged. You are pushed in ways you haven't been before. What type of pro is he capable of, and does he want to be? And, you know, we'll find out together. I really like Bones Highland. You know, my, my producer over there, I think that's one of his guys, too. Um, but I have to ask. I mean, we, we start looking at the trade deadline and what makes sense for the Nuggets. I don't know. Maybe nothing makes sense. Maybe they've kind of got the perfect fit right now. But when I'm looking at guys that you potentially move out, I'm thinking, man, KCP, Bruce Brown, those guys are just too valuable. Christian Brown's too young. Um, yeah. Bones seems to be the one that has some value, but also if he's gone, maybe it's not the you don't feel it the most. Is sure. there a chance that, that the Nuggets look to move Bones Highland? I think you frame that really well. I think for all those factors, the answer to that question is yes. Is that a report that he's involved in a specific deal? that I've been told they're trying to trade him? No, it's not. But everything you just said is the case, right? As far as assets who could be moved meaningfully, that could be a, that could be used in a deal that would help improve the team this year looking at a championship opportunity. I think maybe that's, that's the case. You know, Jamal Murray is playing all of the non-Jokic minutes right now. Bruce Brown has some, well, he would tell you he just is a point guard. And I don't know about, like, full-time secondary point guard might be a bit much, but between Murray and Jokic's playmaking prowess, is it something that can be survived? Should they move Bones and turn him into, I don't know, like a longer defensive wing or a backup center? But then you get into some interesting philosophical stuff about team building. You can look at Golden State, and there's you know what they're trying to figure out with their starting core and their young guys who are not on the same timeline. They're trying to get the best out of both worlds, it seems like. I don't know. Does, you know, Bones... If you're looking at just this title, it makes a lot of sense to explore those trades. Then there's also the part of this where Bones is very talented, and in three, four years, he could be a tremendous player. Is that an asset you want to move off of or trade low on? You know, you got to think about the future as well. So these are the times where I don't envy Calvin Booth mm, or Tim yeah. Connolly or any of those guys. It's, there's so many ways to be wrong right now and, and so few paths to be right.
Yeah, it's tough. But we also know, and I'm glad you brought up Calvin Booth. You know, he 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 moved on from from Will Barton and Monte Morris. Those were tough right. decisions. Where I think there was one part of the fan base that wanted to move on. There was another part that's like, yeah, but we love Monte Morris and Will Barton at his best can still do some really really good things right. for us. Those were hard moves because those were foundational type guys. A part of that, but Calvin Booth showed us, hey. I'm not afraid to make big moves, and so far those moves turned out to yield a, a really good product for the Nuggets. And don't forget, they're all Denver Nuggets, but they're not all drafted by the same guy. And I think that's sure. an important distinction. Bones Highland is a Tim Connolly draft pick, maybe a good one, but it's not a Calvin Booth draft pick. Right. And so, to the point of the question you're asking, yeah, I do think like it's kind of a different thing than asking if Tim would have dealt him. Um, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Because of all the reasons you said, right? Like, if they are looking to upgrade, all signs point to him as, you know, the asset that could possibly be highly valued by another team that Denver could also survive moving on from. A lot of people don't want to trade Bones. I think I'm largely in favor of letting him play through this and improve. But I understand the perspective because the West looks winnable this year. And right now, Bones is one of the few question marks on the roster. What keeps them from doing it, man? I mean, seriously, you look at this roster, and it looks really good, even with Bones, assuming they don't do anything. Sure. Is the biggest weakness, who's going to be the center when Nikola Jokic is drinking Gatorade? Like, is that the biggest weakness on this team? Maybe, but then you get into the playoffs and you shorten the rotation. Sure. And Jokic, a guy who doesn't, I say this after his insane MVP season, he doesn't have the most Herculean workload on a healthy team in the regular season. They don't play him 40 minutes every night is what I'm trying to say. You get to the playoffs and that, you know, that starts sliding in the other direction. So, like, that's maybe, like, not as imp- – I think it's the defense, man. I think they've shown enough that, okay, they're capable on that end. They can do it in the fourth quarter. And within the context of understanding that their offense is historic, you know, maybe it's enough. Like, they've solidified themselves as contenders. However – I think of the contenders, their defense remains suspect. You know, will teams attack Bones Highland if he's on the floor? Will they attack MPJ and Jokic and with success? So they're they're trending in the right direction with the defense. But I think you still want to see another month of them improving on that end before you go. Man, I'm feeling I'm feeling I'm feeling great heading into the playoffs. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what this team does going forward if they do anything. I mean, I I certainly wouldn't blame this team if they decide. You know what? We feel like we've got the right pieces here because um, it sure seems like it, especially with with what we saw with that winning streak. It felt like this is going to be the year. It really did. Man, one fan pointed out in our live chat the other night, the Nuggets are odds-on favorite to win the Western Conference right now. When is the last time that happened? Wow. How, and, then, and then on top of that, doesn't it make talking about trades a little silly? There's something, <laughs> there's something to that, right? <laughs> no, but, you're um, absolutely right. But it's different. It's different for fans and for a front office you know it's calvin booth's job to think about that question every single day and right up and through the deadline and then even through the 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 buyout part of the of the season so you know it's his job to think diligently about this and and not cut any corners in terms of asking the hard questions as fans it's a little easier to lean back and say i feel good about this team no matter what they do this has been fun so far yeah, no question about it. Well said by you, Brendan Vote. Always appreciate you, my man. And uh, we'll see if the Nuggets can kind of get back to their winning ways. One loss out of like 10 or whatever. I mean, I feel spoiled seeing one loss. I'm like, I don't even know what this is anymore. So we'll see if they can get right back at it.
I know. Should we freak out if they lose? <laughs> what it is? Uh, it's going on the road, man. These are these are some big games yeah. coming up. It'll be it'll be telling if they carry through. Doesn't it kind of feel like okay? The Nuggets are so good right now that it's like, come on, let's get to the playoffs already. I want to see all this stuff work in the series. Um, that's how good they are. I mean, it reminds me of several years ago, back I think that year uh, with Chauncey and Melo, the really really good year for Denver where they did go to the Western Conference Finals. I was just so ready for the regular season to get done because I want to see this team when it really matters in the playoffs. Totally, totally. And especially as, well, you know, injury reports and availabilities change throughout the season. Like, you're reminded how quickly this yes. stuff can change, right? And yeah. The goal, is to, the goal is to feel the way we do about this team in the summer, not right now. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll find out together. For the rest of the regular season, though, there are interesting things we can still learn about this team. What do they have up their sleeves offensively? What is the final form of that bench unit? And then is, is there more they can get out of Michael Porter Jr. within his role, given that, okay, when they get to the playoffs, teams are probably going to concede with that matchup. They'll probably hide some of their worst defenders on him, thinking of him as, as just a shooter. But what about that Portland game and the Clippers game yes. when he worked in the mid post and, and we saw him put the ball on the floor? If he can take advantage of a mismatch the Nuggets can unlock another gear offensively so plenty of questions to ask and answer still no question about it Brendan appreciate you as always love getting your take on this team and uh, we'll catch up with you soon okay my pleasure man take Uh, it easy Brendan vote DNVR Nuggets 37 minutes after the hour Angel let's jump out real quick and get the latest on the local sports flash this is Clay Millen quarterback for the green and gold and you're listening to the whole show on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA Is this Bewitched or I Dream of Genie? It's I Dream of Genie. You're glad you looked that up, huh? She was a good actress. She was smart. First event is text line 888-530-0043. That's a a good show. You should go watch that one, man. It's a good show. Um, Glad to have you guys with us here today. The, the, The trade thing is interesting, right? Because the Nuggets are so good right now. Why are we even talking about doing anything? I think that when you have great teams, Angel, it's also easier to spot a potential weakness. And I'm not calling Bones a weakness, but if there is a weakness, the bad Bones, the nights where he's not good, that's the biggest weakness for this team. Because when he's not good, he's really not good. And he hurts this team. Are we just manufacturing trade talks because we just want to be included in it? No. Is it just, oh, we need something to do. Quick, trade somebody. Like, And I'm not even a big trade guy. I'm, I really never have been with the Nuggets. Even with Will Barton, I was it's like, It's got to be a smart trade. It's got to make sense. If you can find a way to get, you know, like what you, what you ended up getting with KCP, okay, that worked out. Ish Smith, whatever, but KCP, that worked. Will Barton and Monte Morris for that. It, it was a good move. Um, yes, yeah, the Gary Harris thing, ultimately moving on from him. Yeah, Aaron Gordon worked. I I really hesitate to talk about it because the idea of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's kind of where I am. But I I do worry um, about, again, Brandon was right. Joker's going to play a lot more in the playoffs. But, Angel, you can't sacrifice even five minutes in the playoffs without the Joker. I mean, you're not going to sacrifice. You can't do that very much. 
is the biggest weakness a backup center? And if that's the case, is it really worth moving on from Bones Highland? Is it really worth doing that? Now, if you were telling me that their wing situation is bad, that KCP and MPJ aren't very good, then, okay, you need to get better there. But where's your real weakness? If it's backup center, if that's the real, wouldn't you say that's the biggest weakness on this team? Backup center? Yeah. Because it's DeAndre Jordan. You know, Zeke is not a traditional backup center. So it's DeAndre Jordan. But if that's your biggest weakness, it's not something that's going to be, it doesn't necessarily need to be solved. Because you're not, once you get in the playoffs, you just, Joker's just not going to be on the bench very much. You're not losing games because of DeAndre Jordan. No, you're not losing games. And, you know, we, we started the season, we said, okay, what's their biggest weakness going to be? Defense and the bench. Well, defense has gotten better. I mean, they're a really good deal. We're one of the top defenses right now. Like top 12 in the yeah. last 10 games. Bruce Brown's been a big part of that. The bench has been pretty good. Um, still work to do, but when you look at the depth chart, like who who would you... You like Bruce Brown coming off the bench. You like Christian Brown when he, when he does get minutes. A little inconsistent there. Chanchar has been a nice surprise for this team. Um, could it get better? I mean, Jeff Green. He's when he's on, he's on. You know, there's this nightsy disappears. He's been hurt for a while. So I guess you could try to get better there, but that's not an area where if you trade Bones straight up, you're just gonna you're not gonna get like a better necessarily a better player straight up for Bones Highland. Yeah, and you got to wonder, as long as it's taken Malone to get this bench unit right and to get the rotations correct, you really want to just mess that up now with four months to go before the playoffs? I don't think and you I get, do. I, get, I understand the importance of having an ability to be able to score or defend when Jokic is not on the floor. But Jokic has such an impact that, yeah, he could miss five minutes. He's going to come back, and he's going to score 20. Yeah, so... If he knows he has to go into takeover mode, he's, he's going to do it. It doesn't matter how many minutes he's on the bench or off the bench. I've kind of talked myself out of this. Like, even if it makes sense, it just sounds I'm not like trading Bones Highland. We're, let's make a trade because we can't. Yeah, but I, I, you want to you yield a, some kind of production that's going to make you better in the area that we just talked about. Um, but it's, to me, it's not a glaring enough weakness where I would really consider moving on from Bones Island. And you're not fixing it because you're not going to... If you go get a, re, a Nas Reed, you're not going to extend him. Right. So you're getting him for four or five months. You're renting God forbid a he gets center. hurt. Yeah. Then you're in the same boat, and now you don't have a score. Here's the only other uh, question with that. Um, is if, you, if you're Calvin Booth, who you dra- he drafted Christian Brown. That's his guy. Bones Highland was drafted by Tim Conley. If you're looking at this, what is what is what is Christian Brown average as far as minutes? About 13 minutes a game. Bones Highland is averaging about 19. If Calvin, like maybe this isn't the question for this year, but maybe next year, if Booth is looking at Christian Brown ultimately taking Bones's minutes away, I mean that would be that would be something where I would say Calvin Booth doesn't see the future with Bones, but he sees it with Christian Brown. So and trade him, get some kind of asset. You could build up his value with the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. I think this that conversation would be more of a next year conversation. 
However, I'm telling you right now, the last five games, I feel like Christian Brown is better than Bones Island. Um, I just think he's a better defensive player. I think he's a smarter player. So I think the potential of him to be really good, there's more potential there than it is for Bones. Now, Bones, I'm going to say something unpopular, and you're going to hate me for this, Angel. Bones has got a little Will Barton in him. He's got a little, whoa, where did that come from? And then, wait, why is he going one-on-three? Why is he deciding to just go so iso ball here? He's got a little of that in him. Can Malone get that out of him? That'll be the question. Because when he's on, he's on. He's a good pass. He can pass. He just doesn't always make the smart decisions. He's got the ball in his hand a lot more than Christian Brown, too, and I get that. But you got to get the best out of this. This, this is the, You talk about championship windows. We're talking about the Bills. This is an open window for the Nuggets where they've probably got three to four years right now where I feel like this window with this group. You know, over the next couple of years, you're going to start seeing guys drop off. Drop off. Maybe you can't re-sign this guy or whatever. But the, the window is wide open for Nuggets. The Nuggets. Last year, they weren't in the window because of the injuries to Jamal and MPJ. That wasn't a real window. This year, then the year before that, it was the, it was the bubble. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The year before that, it was... The Portland seven-game series, yep. where you could have had a run there. Yeah, you just ran but into I don't, a good Portland team, and I don't know that people were like, "Oh, that's the this not yet." That they would have just kind of got in. Yeah, they had just got him then. So I think that that officially this season is the first official window opening for the Nuggets. Forty-nine minutes after the hour, we'll wrap up the show on the other side. What's on the tube? And closing thoughts. It's the whole show powered by PDC Energy, Northern Colorado's voice, one hundred three point one thirteen ten KFK. UNC Bears playing Northern Colorado's voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. This is Brian Howell, Colorado Buffalo's beat writer for the Buff Zone, and you are listening to The Whole Show on 1310 KFKA. Greg Penner puts the little trophy adjusted on his desk and it falls over <laughs> oh boy world's greatest gm russell walks in and sees penner i don't get it why would you sleeping in your office be better than you not being here <laughs> oh boy first advantage text line 888-530-0043 all right angel we got we got stuff back on the tube tonight last night kind of sucked thank god that was just terrible i was like what am i gonna do here it was a little boring. What am I doing with my life? I don't know. I don't know what to do. Did you read a book? I no. I played Madden. There you go. I did too. <laughs> I so I've won like eighteen in a row, and I told my wife, I was like, "Come watch. I'm in the Super Bowl again." First one I lost. I got a little too cocky. Got a little too cocky. So I'm like, "What, Brittany? Wife, uh, Brittany? I'm gonna do this move here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up this field. Check this out. Boom! Intercepted. They run it back. Dang it! Too cocky. Ended up making a close game. That's why you play it first, and then you tell her afterwards. <laughs> I just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I did. Um, okay, it's on the tube tonight, we've got a couple of things. We've got the uh, Nuggets and the Pelicans, 6 o'clock on uh, altitude. Uh, Washington and Colorado. Washington and Colorado Avs going at it tonight. That will be on ESPN Plus at 7 o'clock. 
and uh, college hoops. You got Air Force and San Jose State at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. And then Wyoming taking on UNLV, 9 o'clock. That's on CBS Sports Network, so it's a late one tonight. So we'll see. Uh, we got a couple of games to pay attention to. That's exciting. That's going to do it for us. Great discussion about the uh, the coaching search. It's clunky. That's what it is. That's the word of the day. Um, it's going to be interesting. That'll do it for us. We'll be back at it on a what is tomorrow? Wednesday. There we go. That's how the days work. Good night, Northern Colorado.